and welcome to Lace and Cupcakes, the Lifestyle Lolita fashion podcast where we discuss all kinds of things within the Lolita community as well as the fashion. You can subscribe to this show on iTunes along with all of your other favorite kinds of podcast platforms. And if you like the show today, please like and subscribe. Now on with the episode. Today we are discussing uh, deciding on a substyle as the next part of our Frilly Fashion 101 series. If you want to start wearing Lolita fashion, you'll need to pick up a substyle at least when starting out. Let's do a little bit of an exploration. Lolita fashion has many substyles from sweet, classic, gothic, arrow, pirate, punk, country, and many more. But the three major substyles are sweet, gothic, and classic. As for some descriptions of some, which I can only do so much as this is an audio-only medium, uh, I will also note caveats, even though I'm going to be really going into more prints and motifs. Uh, all three of the major substyles, classic, sweet, and gothic, don't necessarily need to have prints. In fact, there's many, many, many dresses and JSKs that and skirts that do not feature any prints. So, yeah. But um, as for motifs and how they tend to go and like major color palettes, like sweet is oftentimes pastels, very often pink, um, sometimes purples and blue, which is also referenced as sacks on websites. Um, and they're oftentimes like very like cats and kittens and deer and like happy like forest animals, very cutesy uh, balloons, unicorns, uh, and like very, I already mentioned pastels. So very colorful and bright and happy. Classic is a lot more mature. It's subdued, something yet like borderline on vintage at times. Um, also, like there can be an over-the-top classic aesthetic, uh, but like I said, this is just a quick little general overview um, and also described in an audio format. Um, so classic, it's very oftentimes like browns and reds, very like earth tones. Gothic Lolita, however, is like generally like blacks and other like, well, dark reds and stuff like that. Um, but it has very dark motifs, like not books like classic. I should have mentioned that a moment ago. Things like books and like, it, you can still have the woodland critters of the sweet Lolita, but it's a much more mature sort of aesthetic, not cutesy. Um, Whereas gothic, you know, you might have something a lot darker. Um, it's going to be more along the lines of like, for instance, one of my favorite dream dresses that I really would love to get my hands on one day, but, um, but I do not own it. It's a dress that features a rotting dragon carcass. Now, granted, not every um, gothic Lolita print has such morbid themes but like for instance there's a lot that have just crosses some that have just lace and stuff details but it's just a really quick like overview of some of the aesthetics that you'll some of the common aesthetics you'll see although 
rotting dragon carcass isn't that common uh, by any stretch, but it's an example, just an example that's top of mind. Now, pictures of how these coordinates can look are very easy to find using a Google search. Uh, even if there are a few bad examples thrown in these search results, which there probably are, you can get a good feel for it overall. That noted, if you are just starting out, I must emphasize that there are no rules in the fashion that say you must wear only one of the major substyles. But I would be remiss if I didn't emphasize how much easier it is to start off in one of the three main which are sweet, gothic, and classic. Touching on something that I see asked by a lot of newbie lolitas is about the ability of making a capsule lolita wardrobe. And then I see a lot of newbies try to, uh, or at least a few, try to make a capsule wardrobe somehow stretch between all three substyles. And while it is possible to build a versatile capsule wardrobe with all three substyles, I don't think it's a one-on-one level project. It's actually quite the undertaking. It's usually better to build a wardrobe with one substyle of Lolita fashion in mind at first. That's because it makes your wardrobe more easily cohesive to push you through that Eta phase faster, which is something that is very important to consider, especially as a newbie. It helps you develop your eye. That said, you might be special enough to pull it off as a beginner, but if you're also coming from a very basic fashion style, like I used to, uh, jeans and t-shirts constantly, odds are you are not in that category. I was not in that category. Heck, I still feel like I sometimes am going through my Eda phase still. We all grow and improve over time, and that is part of it. But it is much easier to develop your eye for the fashion as a whole while you are focusing on one particular substyle, because you do figure out how things are more cohesive. And then that does translate over to the other substyles, especially as you are exposed to those other substyles more and more as you like join the groups like Daily EGL and other groups where people post photos. Something you might want to consider, and this is definitely worth bringing up with your local comm, uh, even if you haven't met them, if you join the Facebook group and tell them, you know, you're brand new to the fashion, you're excited to learn, you're building your first coordinate. Uh, I did this actually. I, I didn't want to waste money because even a Bodyline JSK at the time was still about 40 bucks. And I was like, I don't want to waste my money on buying something that's going to be garbage. I would like to get the best value. So I, I posted in there, you know, some different JSKs I was thinking of and people gave me their input and stuff. And it was excellent, very handy. In fact, I still have my very first JSK. I don't wear it terribly often, but it is very sweet. But it could also work with classic. Now, when I first got into Lolita fashion, I wasn't sure if I wanted to wear classic or sweet. I liked vintage things, but I didn't really wear vintage. Heck, I didn't even wear dresses. I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. That said, depending on how it's gone about, 
potentially that JSK could also be styled in a very gothic way, but I am not that skilled. My point is, it's worth asking for help if you're torn between two different substyles and you haven't even bought your first JSK. It's definitely worth asking people that you look up to, such as people in your local com, about what would be the best option, especially if there's a few you have in mind. They can steer you the right way, especially if you found a site that's got replicas on it and you're just like, hey, I found these. I'm thinking of this, that, and the other thing. They can help you not make a mistake. Uh, oftentimes an expensive mistake because even replicas can still, they still cost money. Uh, that's the whole point of being scammed. So it's, it's definitely worth asking for help. It's very easy to end up in over your head. My own experience aside, from talking with other Lolitas about their experiences, I found that classic and gothic are generally the gateways to getting a Lolita in the door. Despite the very aesthetics of the ooh, despite the very specific aesthetics of each, many become sweet converts, particularly after discovering a lovely print by a brand like Angelic Pretty or Baby the Starshine Bright. I know I was certainly in that camp. My Holy Grail dress used to be AP's Moon Knight Theater in black or white. If you look up pictures of it, it could potentially be courted in any of the main three styles as well, but more on that in a uh, more advanced post. So pick a style to start with, play around with it, opt for a JSK that can work between a substyle or two. This will help you figure out the direction you'd like to take your coordinates in. Next week's episode, we have an interview with Fluffy Kawaii Joe, who is a very popular Lolita YouTuber, and we can learn more about her and her brands, and the interview was very fun to do, and I appreciate her coming on, and I look forward to sharing the interview with you guys. In the meantime, see you next week. Thank you for listening to Lace and Cupcakes. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you would rate and review the podcast on your podcatcher of choice. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find the show on Instagram at Lace and Cupcakes Pod and on Facebook at Lace and Cupcakes Podcast. See you next time.